But first, Chicago will once again host the Democratic National Convention. Next summer's event is expected to draw some 50,000 visitors from all across the country to the Windy City. And DNC officials have outlined their initial plans for a successful political affair. Yesterday, DNC Chairman Jamie Harrison and Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, they joined Mayor Lightfoot and Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson at the Shedd Aquarium to celebrate the news. So joining us now with more details on the 2024 convention is WBEZ City Government and Politics reporter Tessa Weinberg. Hey, Tessa. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to see you. So I mentioned a few names there, Tessa, but who else was at this DNC announcement yesterday? Yeah, it was really, you know, a convening of local and state officials who all had kind of played a role in securing this convention. Um, Illinois Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton was there. Uh, U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth, they were also on stage. Um, and there was also, you know, representatives from the United Center who where the convention is going to be held. And um, they had gifted DNC Chairman Harrison, um, you know, Bulls and Blackhawks jerseys with, you know, Biden-Harris on the back. So oh. it was a very celebratory event. <laughs> yes. What did speakers say were sort of the key reasons that Democrats chose Chicago for this uh, convention instead of Atlanta or New York, who were also in the running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say a theme of all the remarks of, um, you know, was officials really highlighting the Midwest as, you know, essential to victories come 2024. Um, and I think, the, you know, the role the Midwest is going to play, that's even evidenced by, you know, the Republican National Committee choosing Milwaukee as the site for its convention. Right, right. Um, and they really highlighted, you know, when it came to Chicago, specifically, you know, its roots as a, a union town, Illinois' defense of, you know, reproductive rights as areas that just embody the values of the Democratic Party, whereas I I think, you know, Georgia, where Atlanta is, it's a right to work state. And I think, you know, it also played a factor that Illinois is kind of seen as reliably blue and that, you know, that would be something that speaks to, you know, the success of Democrats. I mean, to that end, did the speakers talk about how much the election of Brandon Johnson influenced their decision? Yeah, you know, he was there and Senator Duckworth had said that when she called um, Johnson to congratulate him on winning um, the mayoral election that she told him, you know, when President Biden calls, you have to tell him to Chicago. Um, and that he was kind of this final push that helped secure the winning bid. Um, you know, when I spoke with uh, veteran Democratic political strategist Delmarie Cobb, she said that, you know, the mayoral election in Chicago was, you know, a microcosm of the different wings of the Democratic Party at play. And that um, she feels that, you know, Democrats on a national level recognize that they need, you know, younger, more progressive voters that supported Johnson and that she feels that kind of played a factor maybe in this decision. Interesting. So as I mentioned earlier, an estimated 50,000 visitors will be coming to this. The city during that time. How might Chicago benefit economically from hosting this convention? Mm-hmm. Yeah, past conventions, um, the numbers have been typically between 150 to 200 million in economic impact. But, you know, it remains to be seen if exactly how much the city will bring in. Some have said those are kind of overstated. Um, but the restaurant and, you know, hotel industries have really been touting this as, you know, a key, exciting opportunity to revitalize downtown mm-hmm. and the economy after the pandemic. And it was something, too, at the event that, um, you know, Mayor Lightfoot, Mayor Elect Johnson, DNC Chair Harrison. They all said they want to find ways to to make sure that the economic impact is extending beyond downtown, you know, going throughout Chicago's neighborhoods. And so it'll be interesting to see how they plan to achieve that. Interesting. You know that saying, you got to spend money to make money, right? So do we know anything about how the city is going to cover the cost of this? 
and yeah. whether Governor Pritzker is going to chip in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was something he was asked about yesterday, and that was something to secure this bid. You know, officials in the business community were really making assurances they'll help fundraise for it and ensure the DNC can be debt-free. Um, Governor Pritzker did not specify how much he personally might be willing to commit or, or pay the bill when it comes to that, but he did say that financial support was you know already rolling in. Um, and Lightfoot, she didn't have specific numbers at yesterday's press conference, but she did say, you know, she vowed the event's going to be on time and on budget. The city will likely probably be doing some infrastructure investments to kind of give the city a facelift before the convention. And okay. um, they'll probably be getting some federal grants as well when it comes to helping cover all those security costs. So Interesting. We'll have lots to chat about in the next year plus for sure. Tessa Weinberg is a city government and politics reporter for WBEZ. Thanks for the update. Thanks. If you're just tuning in, this is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about the Democratic National Convention coming back to the Midwest next summer. This will be the 26th time that Chicago's hosted a political convention, most the most out of any other city in this country. So we turn now to Will Howell, a politics professor at U Chicago's Harris School of Public Policy. He's going to share more on the political significance of hosting the DNC in Chicago. Good to see you, Will. It's so good to see you too, Sasha. Yeah. So to start, how big of a deal are political conventions in general, just for the average person to, to really get why this is so talked about? Well, they're a big deal, but for reasons that are very different from what conventions looked like a half a century ago, wherein hard decisions were made about who the actual nominee was going to be. We regularly went into conventions not knowing, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of deliberations on the floor and in back rooms to decide who a presidential nominee is going to be. And and that's not true now. These are coronation affairs. Um, but the yeah, coronation what happens affairs, during these uh, these events? It's a lot of messaging. It's a lot of mm-hmm. celebrating. It's a lot of uh, networking that's going on within the party um, in an effort to try to push off from a convention into a general election um, and to produce a little bit of uh, steam in, in, in support of candidates, uh, nominees, who everybody already knows who the identity of them are. And it looks like it's going to be reasonably clear that it's going to be, once again, a, a, a Biden-Harris ticket for the Democratic Party. So no questions there. Interesting. So what are your thoughts then, Will, on, on what led the DNC to be held here in Chicago? Um, well, there's capacity, right? We've, they've got to be we in a big city. Yeah, yeah we, we can pull it off. Um, and then, you know, the big thing is about being in the upper Midwest um, and the so-called blue wall. It's a the 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 um, Democrats in 2020 won um, Wisconsin by the narrowest of margins and just by a couple percentage points in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And and those two states plus uh, Minnesota are going to be key uh, for a pathway to victory. Um, and so I think that played the biggest role. And then there are some issues. I mean, I'll say I think that they're mixed, actually. There's some about reaffirming and lifting up um, uh, Democratic priorities. Yeah. Um, who who we are as a party. Um, there also, though, are liabilities, and you can expect the Republican Party to make a bunch, uh, make hay of those of those liabilities mm-hmm. as they try to 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 call out um, the Democrats as being out of step with traditional American values mm-hmm. and 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 are no longer the pot- party of moderation. This kind of thing. I yeah. think it's going to cut in a couple of different ways um, when we think about our national politics. Yeah, and I think to that end, overall, I think we just want to know what is it that Chicago is bringing to the table that could actually help a presidential candidate win? So um, we can point to a few things. Yeah. You can see the, the centrality of union support as being a core part of the Democratic Party. Um, the, 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 the youth vote and its central importance, particularly in a Brandon victory. 
um, Brendan Johnson victory and the last mayoral vote. That's going to be important. Um, the racial diversity of our city mm-hmm. um, is going to be central. I mean, you'll recall in 2020 when Biden was able to um, – he, he had lost the first few primaries mm-hmm. and got a, got a foothold in South Carolina because of uh, the support among African-Americans. Um, and so that playing a, that. an important part uh, too. Though he hasn't um, – come out in the open and and said he plans on running for president. What does Chicago hosting the convention say for the political future of Governor Pritzker, you think? Well, it's interesting. This is a win for Pritzker. It's a feather in his cap. It is a feather in his cap. (laughs) It is. And we can expect him to don that cap for for some time to come. Um, He's got a longer political future, obviously, than than Biden. This is Biden's last go at it. And there are, you know, there are lots of concerns about his age. And we can talk about that. Um, But for Pritzker... Um, he, there's more and more talk about him as a national figure um, and a potential uh, contender. He won't be in 2024, clearly, mm-hmm. um, for uh, a, a presidential run. Um, and he clearly played uh, an instrumental role along with um, Lori Lightfoot in, in, in securing this. He sure did. This, this convention for Chicago. So, yeah, it's a clear win for him. I, I want to dig more into your thoughts on, on Biden and his chances here. Well, it's interesting. I mean, six months ago, there was a lot of talk about whether or not he would run, the extent to which his low approval ratings are, are, are a burden for him to bear, and whether or not the party ought to pivot and look more towards a younger generation, and the liability of his age. He's going to be 82 um, when he runs, and um, he was the oldest last go-round at 78, the oldest um, elected president. Yeah. Um, now at 82, he's going, should, he, should, he, should he win and hold office? He's going to be closer to 90 than he is to 80. Um, wow. And, and there are that, yeah. that's creating broad anxiety, I think, um, among um, a host of folk, very much including folk within the Democratic Party. And yet those anxieties seem to have been set aside and there's uh, people of – rallied around around uh, a Biden Harris ticket once again yeah. and 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 there isn't a whole lot of um a whole lot of naysaying happening within the party. Right. Well, let's shift back to the the local focus for for a moment here. The announcement it's coming just days after Chicago voters elected Brandon Johnson as their next mayor. So, you know, tell us more here. You know, what kind of political opportunity does this really present? For Johnson, right? Cuz I mean, all eyes are going to be on Chicago, all eyes on the Midwest as we we've, we've said. And he's an untested new mayor. He's an untested new mayor who uh, was just gifted a huge opportunity to demonstrate his ability to bring a city together um, and to— Like what a way to start off your term. What a way to start off. Um, and um, I think you know his priorities are going to be to, do, to, to ensure that this is, doesn't just redound to the benefit of downtown Chicago, but that the communities on the south and on the west side where he's from— um, and you know he reminds us r- quite rightly that yes. that the United Center is on the west side. Um, that these um, that the the benefits from the convention flow uh, outward, mm-hmm. um, and so there's a chance for him locally to follow through on his own political convictions and promises. Um, but it also is a chance for him to uh, begin to craft a new narrative, a national narrative about what's going on in Chicago. That it isn't just crime ridden. Um, uh, city that's awash in corruption um, yeah. and dysfunction, but that there's a lot of exciting things happening in Chicago, a lot of vitality, um, and a lot of commitment to not just again the downtown, but the broader, the broader, the broader city. Yeah, and what's what missteps would you say he should avoid taking? 
well. When it comes to a big pressure event like this. Yeah, I mean, it's one, you've got to pull it off and pull it off well. I mean, there's just the mechanics of pulling it off. And so that's a question about, you know, competence and capacity. Um, and I'm sure he's going to have a lot of people rallying around mm-hmm. him in order to ensure that it happens. The, the, the 68 convention and all the protesting and mayhem um, of that, uh, and I don't think there's any any danger of that happening this go around. None of the none of the factors right now are in play for something like that. But still, the the specter of '68 and the shadow of '68 still carries over. Um, so he needs to he needs to pull it off and pull it off well. Um, there will be protests um, in the there always are right. Um, and the protesters um, are often then. Folks who are to the left of the Republican, excuse me, that from the sort of mainstream median um, Democratic Party, you will remember that Biden is a, you know, he's a moderate Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he beat out a number of folks who stand more in the Johnson camp in securing the election. Bernie Sanders foremost among them who came out yeah. prominently to, to rally for, um, uh, for a, Johnson. A, for Johnson. Um, and so how is then Johnson going to respond to protesters who are likely to be more in line with his own politics. Um, that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Chicago, in, in its pitch to be the chosen city, it, it played up 45 of its unionized hotels. You talked earlier about messaging, right, and, and the, the big role that that's going to play here at that weekend. How much of that union town working people messaging do you think is going to be a part of the the election strategy next year for it's the gonna Democrats? Be, yeah, it's going to be an important part. It's an important part of, for Biden in particular. It's true, it's true for Election for for the Democratic Party broadly, but certainly true you for know, Biden. Working families, right? exactly That's... standing with standing with labor, um, and in a period of heightened levels of inequality, and for the you know the the, the dignity and well being of average working families. I mean that's uh, central to Biden's messaging, and and likely played a role in the selection of of Chicago when the when an alternative you know another key state being Georgia, the consideration of. Uh, of Atlanta, well, it was a right-to-work state. Um, and so this is more aligned with core yeah. convictions of the Democratic Party. What policy priorities do you think could be on Johnson's mind now that the DNC is in his future, uh, aside from crime, as you, you mentioned? Because um, I'm thinking about the CTA, for instance, Will, and, and how important it is to get that in shape before we have tens of thousands of people show up. It's True. We need this. Is there's a there? There's a great opportunity here, and there's also a great challenge. Um, at the top, we talked about you know investments in some infrastructure. We can expect that to to happen locally, but so too our own house in order as it relates to schools and ensuring that they remain open mm-hmm. and um, and and. Um, so that'll be an important part. Issues of public safety and our understanding of them. I mean, I think a challenge and an, and so too an opportunity for. For, for Johnson is to shift the conversation away from the latest count on the murder rate to thinking about what does it mean to be in a, in a city mm-hmm. that cares about safety um, and the well-being of its res- residents. And, and if the conversation is going to, is going to fixate sort of narrowly just on, on what the murder rate is this year as opposed to last year, that's, we need to move away from that to yeah. thinking, um, and that's a challenge for, for, for Johnson. Um, yeah, we are more than a year out, but I wonder, well, what are you most looking forward to learning about the event as we get more details? Well, let me first say, I, I'm just I mean, excited for our announcement. Yeah, there'll be that. I mean, that's what it'll be. It'll be like, who's going to get put, be put on the main stage? Hmm. And that matters insofar as... Do you have any predictions? As, oh, God, I, 
predictions. I'm terrible at that prediction <laughs> business. I don't dare. I don't dare predict. Um, last time I did, I, I predicted a, a Clinton win in 2016, and that didn't go well. And well, I, we won't ask you for that thank again. Thank you. I'm, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, it's it's going to be about showcasing um, the diversity of voices and and who the kind of main people for the Democratic Party are going to be. And I guess the thing to look forward to are who are the stalwarts of the party who are younger. I think when you have a Biden um, at the top who's been a stalwart of the party for for decades, we need to start thinking about what the next generation is going to look like. And that we'll get a a peek behind the curtain um, when we see who the speakers are who are put forward. Will Howell is a professor of politics at UChicago's Harris School of Public Policy. Thanks for joining us.